All right. The Bobby Bones Post Show Pre-Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Flashback Friday of the year is 1993. Flashback Friday. I was 12, 13 years old. The biggest country song is Heartland. Oh, George. Tomorrow, yeah. Heartland. The only things I feel at home is sing about the way a good man works until the daylight's gone. What was I singing? Does he ever sing about tomorrow? No. Scarf of tomorrow never comes. No. All right. I sing a song about the Heartland. Tomorrow. Yeah. Sing a song about my life. I guess I just put tomorrow in there. And then if he bought the album, he had the version with his kid. Tomorrow? Uh, Bubba, yep. right? Mm-hmm. That's the guy that That's you had a crush Amy on, maybe? No. Oh, no. Hmm. I did not ever no. have a crush on Bubba. Yeah, the guy that lived in your apartment complex. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool that I would see him in the parking lot and maybe we left cookies at his doorstep. But you we always say maybe. She always says maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we never had a crush on him. The biggest pop song, 1993, right now. Whitney Houston, I'll Always Love You. The biggest thing in pop culture, Oprah sat down with Michael Jackson for what would be the most watched interview in television history. Michael had refused to give an interview for 14 years. It took place before any allegations were made of sexual abuse. Drew a worldwide audience of 90 million people. Whoa. So, I mean, listen, people used to watch things, man. Mm -hmm. There used to be like five options. And two of them sucked. And two of them were okay. Who's someone famous like Michael Jackson that doesn't speak to media ever? Now it's yeah, tough. Now. You gotta be old though. Nobody well, young really. But Britney Spears doesn't get to speak to the media. Huh? But she did. Oh, she did. Now now she did. I need to watch, he didn't talk for how many I years? I need to watch the documentary. You need to watch the documentary. Fourteen years. He didn't do an interview. That's crazy. But she's still like talking. She's still out like Instagram That's true. She's on it. You're right. She's she does her own. It's mm-hmm. like some people I'm now on a rabbit hole with it. Because, Are you done? Uh no, I still have okay. like a third of it left. But she, some people break down her Instagram messages as like, are they subliminal messages? Is she trying to tell us something in these posts more than they actually are? Can I watch that on the internet or do I have to go to Hulu? Hulu is the internet. No, I know, but I don't have to pay <laughs> for a subscription no, I, to I, the internet. I don't know. I would just Google, where can you watch that time, uh, framing York, time magazine? Yeah. You mm-hmm. Google a lot of words when you can just type framing Britney Spears. <laughs> And he's like, where can you push enter and watch this? <laughs> I do. I, I really am the probably the slowest Googler because mm-hmm. I do too many words. Uh, Valentine's Day Sunday. Do you have mom guilt? Oh, for like Valentine's treats? For like your kids? Always. And- yeah. Every mom on Instagram. Well, not every, but they seem to stand out to me are the moms that like sit down with activities with their kids and go to the craft store and buy all these super cute Valentines. And they really do look awesome. And I'm jealous, but then I'm like, then I feel guilty. Like, I didn't do that. I'm, I'm going to go to the grocery store, you know, two hours before it closes. <laughs> like, get those bags of M&Ms or nerds that just say to and from. Like, that's the easy part. So you feel like sometimes you're not doing as much as you Yeah, I feel, should. but I just want to be encouragement to other moms out there. Like, I know sometimes on Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook, you might feel like you're not doing enough, but I'm here to encourage you that it's fine. Going and getting the pre-bagged Valentines and not making cute little cards with homemade stamps and letters to each child, it's no big deal. You're fine. 
I want to encourage you guys, too, to check out the Bobbycast today once you're done with this podcast. I talk with Edwin McCain for about 45 minutes. He has this song, I'll Be. It's a really interesting story. He was just opening for Darius, Hootie and the Blowfish. They were from the same area. And Darius was like, you need to sign him to a deal. And Hootie's blown up. And they were like, oh, I don't really want him. He's like, if you sign him, I'll sing on his first single. And they're like, oh, fine. And they, that's how he got his record deal. It's amazing. It's a great story. It's Edwin McCain. We also talk about cover songs and are they better than the original. For example, you know Garth Brooks, Colin Baton Rouge. Did you know the co- that's a cover song? No. He, I don't think he so. actually covered the Oak Ridge Boys. Here you go. So, yeah. That's an example. Uh-huh. But is that cool to you, Amy? That's awesome. She yeah, doesn't but, seem impressed. No, she's not. We were both like, wow, we were like, wow this is so yeah. good. Oh, but his is better. Well, yeah. His is way different and newer and... More my thing. <laughs> no offense to the Oak Ridge Boys. Well, that's what we're doing. We're debating. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought that was an interesting one. Eddie didn't know there was a cover. I had no idea. There are a couple of those in the list that I had no idea were covered. I only knew it was a cover because I was reading the articles about covers. So I'm going to act like I'm Mr. Smarty Pants. I'm like, Eddie's so stupid. <laughs> I knew when we did it because I had read it about it. Um, all right, that's what's up. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy today's show. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting Drive Crash America. Turn it up. Hey guys, welcome to Friday's show. Later on, Marin Morris and Ryan Hurd will be in. They'll be performing together, his new duet. Also, we'll do the Friday morning dance party. I feel like we got a good one today. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Let's go over and talk to a couple of folks. Up first is Matthew in North Dakota. Hey, Matthew, what's happening? I was wondering, how do you get your hair to stay like that? Hmm, interesting question. What this do you mean? a lifelong question. Yeah, what do, you, what do you mean my hair to stay like this? Like... Every time I watch the podcast, it it just stays in that. I can't get my hair to do that. I do not do my hair ever. Crazy. I don't touch it. The only time it gets touched is if I got to do something on camera, and then I don't do it. You know, Caitlin will do it now for the most part, but I, I don't know the answer to this. I don't do my hair. I wake up, and I go, well, this is what it is. I try to keep it short. So that way, it kind of stays, but even today, does it look like my hair's done? Mm-hmm. No. Rude. But not in a bad it way. It looks done. It looks like he did something to it, though. Like, like grease. <laughs> but that's the thing. It is. I wash my hair probably once or twice a week. Huh. Even after I work out sometimes, because I can at least, it's more manageable when it's sweaty. It is. is that gross? Hair is better. No, okay. even for girls. Thank the God. dirtier, the better. I was really being vulnerable there, and I didn't know if I was going to get attacked or not. <laughs> oh, no. There's no, that's like, the, I, I was actually complimenting the grease. That's how you kind of get it to work. But there's just a fine line between, you know, too dirty. <laughs> there's your answer, Matthew. Don't wash your hair. If you don't wash your hair, it's got it's got more build in it. You can make it do whatever you want. I don't, I don't think my mom is going to allow me not to wash my hair. Okay. Well, How old are you, Matthew? I'm 12 years old. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, wash your hair because, you, you know. Hey, let me say this about Matthew. For a 12-year-old, kind of rocking that deep voice. Yeah, he's got the deep voice. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like a 19 or 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, Matthew's not even a teenager yet. He's like, yeah, how do you do your hair? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, what grade are you in, Matthew? I am in sixth grade. I'm actually sitting outside of my school right now. Outside? Is, isn't it freezing cold? 
Oh, no, I'm in my mom's car. Oh, okay, you're in the car outside the school. Okay. Is your mom yeah. in there with you? Yeah, she is right next to me. All right, well, tell her I said hello. I hope you have a good day at school, okay? Okay, yeah, I'm going to wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, go for it. Do it right now. Happy birthday, Mom. I love you. Are you saying that to her or to us to say to her? It's just a whole confusing okay. thing, right? It's, <laughs> it's always weird to do a shout-out when the person you're shouting out is right next to you. It'd be like, I want to give a shout-out to Eddie. Wait, it's like, well, I'm yeah, right here. I'm right here. Just you don't have to shout to too yeah. loud. <laughs> it should be like a talk out instead of a shout out. Uh, Matthew, appreciate that. Is your mom, you want to say her name or anything? Her name is Kelly. Is it weird for you to say that <laughs> since you don't call her mom? Since you call her mom? Uh, not really because we come from a military family, so it's kind of normal to see their name instead of just mom. Yeah. If I ever called my mom Pam... I could probably expect a hand across the head. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That wasn't happening. <laughs> I don't think I ever did it. Maybe once. That's all I needed. Do it wrong once. <laughs> wow. that's, how, that's how we grew up in my house. All right, Matthew. Have a great day at school. Thanks for calling, bud. Yeah, you too. All right, see you later. Uh, let's go over to Danielle in Austin, Texas, who's on the phone. Danielle, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hi. I was just wondering if um, you credit some of this, the therapy you went through with the couples therapy. And if your therapist ever met Caitlin or, like, um, if that was a part of your process with her. She never met her, but I do think we'd like to go back as a couple now. I think that would be a healthy step for us. To the same person? Yeah. The person that only saw just you? Yeah. Huh. Will the person do that? I'm cu- I'm genuinely curious. I hope so. She's a couple's counselor. She broke the rules. Oh, to see right. me. I know, That's but right. she broke the rules and saw only you. So the problem is she's developed a relationship with you, which I'm just speaking for couples. It is difficult if you then show up with the other person. The therapist is going to lean towards you. Be oh, no, biased. she won't. Uh, she'll okay. be biased against me, oh, if really? anything. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's what, just what I've heard. Like, my person would never see me with my husband. Well, that's that's because your person maybe needs a little work no, <laughs> herself. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, let's just say that. No, she was like, you need to go find a different couple therapist for the both of you. Well, I think that's something that we definitely will do. Yeah, uh, not today, but eventually. Pre-marital? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Well, you better just, hurry. Why? Clock's a ticking. Clock's not. You live your life how you want to live your life. Stop being judgmental on me. That's not being judgmental. Yeah. That's being supportive. Judgmental alarms going off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. All right, Danielle. Thank you for your call. Let's get started here. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hello? Hey. So, how's your day? <laughs> it's good. I'm just dropping off my kids and going to work. All right. Well, we'll let you go now, but thank you for calling. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Someone on the B-Team Facebook page posted they needed some advice. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. This is written by Laura. She goes, need advice. New neighbors moved in across the street. In pre-pandemic times, I would have taken them some home-baked cookies. I'm wondering if that is appropriate right now. Or should I maybe get something from a bakery instead? What would you do? First of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking somebody cookies. You're not going to get COVID through a cookie. Don't don't quote me. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> don't quote me. But I, but I haven't heard a lot of stories about people getting COVID through cookies. You can get COVID many ways, not a cookie. <laughs> But I mean, it's how they deliver the cookies. Sure, I would drop it off on the porch. I don't, if someone brought me cookies, it'd be tough me being me and I'm weirdo about not knowing where my food comes from or people trying to poison me. I just don't think it's that big of a deal COVID-wise. However, if you want to be sure they're eating it, go to the bakery. But I don't think there's anything wrong with baking cookies and taking it over and dropping it off. So I moved during 
the middle of the pandemic last year and I had neighbors bring me things and I had both. Like I had neighbors bring me stuff from a bakery and other neighbors that baked cookies themselves and I ate all of it. Yeah. And I'm fine. Yeah, I don't think that's a big deal. If you want to just guarantee though that your gift will be eaten, I would yeah. go to a bakery. Yeah. I'd say 65% chance it gets eaten if you make it yourself. But also you're guessing what they like as well. Mm. You really can't go wrong with chocolate chip. And people said they're about peanut butter, but I hate peanut butter cookies. They go around the dump. <laughs> Straight to the trash. Yeah. I hate, I, what am I going to do with them? I want to eat it. Kaylin doesn't eat peanut butter. Yeah. Trash. We appreciate the gesture. But I would say go for it. That's amazing for you to think of. Just don't knock and want to go in the house. Yeah, don't be like, oh, I want to see what you've done with the inside. Yeah, or like, let me see your, let me see your dental work. <laughs> Open up. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, we can't None do that, that now. Yeah. Uh, there's another question Lunchbox has for the world-class advice giver. Here it's it Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. All right, What? so... Where did you see this question? No, no, no. My friends, they got engaged. They've been dating for like two or three years. But when they first got together, they lied to their family and said they met at the grocery store. They really met on Tinder because they were embarrassed by Tinder. And, oh, is it really going to last? Well, now they're engaged. They're getting married. And he wants to tell their family. It's like, hey, okay, we really met on Tinder. And she is, nope, we are taking it to our grave. So I want to know, do you tell the family or do you just live the lie the rest of your life? I think old Bobby would have said, tell the family because truth rocks. However. What's his new Bobby? Yeah, what is new Bobby? It's not that I don't believe in truth. It's just that I believe that one of my new roles in this life is to make sure that Caitlin stays happy. Oh, you're learning quickly. Yes. Because what happens is, I'll give you a great example. She will wake up sometimes and take out the dogs before I come to work. Take go outside. She, I'm gonna wake up, move around. She might as well wake up for a little bit and take out the dogs. Um, so what I do some nights is I will stay up late and take them out, and I'll wake up even earlier and take them out for her. And then she is so happy about that, she's even nicer to me. Mm. So what I've learned is if you take care of her, she's fantastic to you. I would encourage him if she's not cool with telling, you don't need to tell. <laughs> if you can have a conversation with her, be like, hey, let's do it, and then she agrees to it, then tell. But also you can't break that. Like you can't go and just tell her her story now when you've agreed that that so no until you both agree to it you can't do it man i just feel like if you're getting married it's time to just let that cat out of the bag eventually it will come out yeah that's what i was gonna say she'll come around and Mm -hmm. she's not gonna think right now she thinks it's a big deal and then years from now she'd be like actually who cares we met on tinder (laughs) yeah you think the family would care at all right they're they're engaged so now it's like who cares just embarrassed about it okay that's all it is I'm going to say no, you don't tell unless you're both on the same page. Especially if she's the one going, yeah. don't tell. Yeah. Life will not be good for you for a while, <laughs> my friend. All right. Thank you very much. That is... It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Fun Fact Friday. The most fun facts Amy could find this week. They're all random, but they should be pretty fun. Let's go. Number five. So the United States became debt-free in 1835. It only lasted like a year and it never happened again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, debt made us a country, though. That's true. Like, that was why Hamilton was so instrumental to this country. He goes, hey, if we owe people money, they need to keep us going. Kind of counterintuitive to what you would think, but that's why we're here today. Debt rocks. Co-signed by Dave Ramsey. I don't know about all that. (laughs) Just kidding. All right, next up. Number 
four. The first commercial jingle was in a Wheaties radio ad in 1926, and I've got a clip. They're crispy and crunchy the whole year through. The kitties never tire of them, and neither will you. So just buy Wheaties, the best breakfast food in the land. Tell you what, guys, I'm not. I don't want to buy Wheaties after listening to that. Why not? In 1926, <laughs> that's you awesome. Might. I'm gonna take a nap. That's <laughs> barbershop quartet. Yeah, and think about it. That's the first commercial jingle. That's pretty cool. That kicked things off for all that we know now today. Do 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 do. Wouldn't it happen? Oh, oh wow, yeah. you're right. Number three. So Bill Lear, he's the guy who invented Lear Jets. And just a little fun fact about him is that he named one of his daughters Shanda. Chandelier? Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Chandelier. Yeah. That's funny. But then chandeliers were a thing then, right? Like that was funny. I'm assuming the chandelier wasn't named after her is my is my question. No, yeah, chandeliers have existed long before Shanda. But the name Lear. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I just think either that's a really crazy coincidence, no or way. they did it on purpose. Not okay. Even if it was a coincidence, when you go, hey, I think I'm gonna name my kid Shanda, then the wife, mom, probably goes, wait, chandelier? No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not a coincidence. Funny though. Number two. So Jackie Chan is a classically trained opera singer, and he's released more than 20 albums. What? Did you know that? Uh, here's a clip of one of his songs called Just For Tonight. Just for tonight. Number one. So next time you're eating a flaming Hot Cheeto, you have a janitor named Richard Montanez to thank for that because, yeah, he was a janitor at the Cheetos plant. And he's the one that came up with the idea to make the Cheetos hot. I wonder if he got any. Oh, for sure. He's worked oh, his way up the chain. Like he's now, still in the company. No, yeah. if he owns some of that, like intellectual property, oh. the IP of that. Man, well, maybe. he's now running PepsiCo's multicultural sales and community pro- promotions division. So, yeah. but still, does he own like a couple points <laughs> on the Flamin' Hot Cheeto? Yeah, yeah, like every time a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos sells, yeah. he gets a cut. Don't know. I don't know about every bag, but still. They were supposed to make a movie after him, and I don't know if that's oh, ever really? come out. Yeah, I read that like a couple years ago. Oh, cool. that would be awesome. All right, there you go. Yep. Fun Fact Friday. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Florida Georgia Line released their new album, Life Rolls On. Here's the title track. Ryan Hurd and Maren Morris released their first duet. It's called Chasing After You. Every time, every time you say we don't, you come back to the love you were running from. Don't know why, don't know why I let you, but I do. Cause I love chasing after you. More released the deluxe version of his album Wild World. Here's one of the bonus tracks called How High. A million miles above the blue. Girl, that's how high, how high I get on. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 
Dan Volko is a 20-year veteran of the Phoenix Fire Department. When he was on the job, he was exposed to COVID. He caught it, and it was so severe he had to be hospitalized. He's in the hospital, and all of a sudden he looks out his window, and the people from his fire station show up with the ladder, and they came to visit him. They put the ladder <laughs> up to the window, and they climbed up, and they hung out outside his window. That's awesome. You know what? That's a great story, and I hope they did that for a few other folks, too. That's a lot of work. They should have waved out outside some other people's window, too. He said he was in bed and heard a beeping sound, looked out the window. There they are. That's pretty cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Key West, Florida. A 21-year-old man has been sentenced to four years probation because he got upset at Wendy's for not selling cinnamon rolls. He went... They didn't have cinnamon rolls. He went out, got a brick, and threw it through their window. Well, people get upset about not getting <laughs> the right mustard, mm-hmm. the Jeez. order mixed up. The right amount of chicken nuggets. Who even knew Wendy's had cinnamon rolls? <laughs> no, I think he was mad they didn't have cinnamon rolls. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a hamburger place. <laughs> I guess for breakfast they have cinnamon rolls sometimes? I don't know. I've never heard of them having cinnamon rolls. If I thought like this guy, can you imagine what I would have done the one time that I went to Subway and they didn't have bread? Oh, I'd have lit up the whole strip center. <laughs> Bread. Uh, okay, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. You think Chris Hemsworth's a good looking guy? Yes. You think? Yeah. Like his muscles are hot? Yeah. Because they're huge. Are they too big? No. Okay. Dang. Who's that, Thor? Yeah. Is he Thor? Is yes. He, one of them's Thor and one of them's the other one. <laughs> I that's know. The, that's Thor. Okay. Fans love seeing Chris Hemsworth get jacked. All the pictures of him like flipping over a car tire. Has like millions and millions of views. She's annoying because I don't look jacked. No. That's okay. Everybody's different. There's no expectations for you to do that. So Chris Hemsworth has a body double that does a lot of his stunts and, and body work. And it's the same guy. But this guy watches Chris Hemsworth get bigger and get more jacked and goes, well, crap. Mm. Now I got to get bigger and get more jacked. And he goes on this radio show and he's talking. He's like, I watch him. And then I go, oh, great. Now I got to put on five pounds of muscle. The double says that. The double this? says That's that. Crazy. And so he has to work out twice a day to keep up with, with Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and then eat every two hours to fuel his muscles. Wow. And he's like, Chris, chill a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that too. That's funny. I mean, they are both just ridiculously jacked. That Chris Hemsworth, you think that's all natural? Well, just I Just mean- guessing. He is a large framed guy, so I would say yes. But I'm also just so jealous. I want to be like, no, there's definitely something going on there. Could you do, like, steroids if you're just an actor? Like, I know it's illegal, but I mean... Of course you yes. could. Yes. Okay. So that's... Yeah. Not athletes, obviously can't, but actors... Anybody can. You could. Well, actors don't get... Before a movie, they're not like, we're going <laughs> to drug test tested. you. I mean, that would be, like, okay. interesting. You could do steroids if you wanted <laughs> to. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? No. Raymundo, our audio producer, Actually. he was doing cycles. He was sticking in his butt. Yeah, and it was all going to my neck. All I, I just looked kind of like a tree trunk. It wasn't really the right look. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, <laughs> I just feel like, is it, aren't there other side effects like rage and acne? And I think if you do it enough, right? Oh, it swings the moods, and it's yeah. not good to drink on it either. Yeah. Sometimes. Just say no. And I'm trying to do a better job at not ordering as much food through Uber Eats. But I do think whenever I get things where you can just open the bag and eat out of it, that they eat out of it. For sure. I don't think so. I do. It's temptations too. Sometimes I see their faces and I'm like, you're the kind of guy that that (laughs) just ate out of my bag. Because especially if it's like fries. Uh Why would you not grab a couple fries? Because it's your job not to. Uh, They don't take an oath 
I read that yesterday. Uber Eats people don't have to stand up there. Are and you take serious? An oath. Yeah. <laughs> so then, definitely, they're taking fries. <gasps> don't you think so? I mean, now you're making me think maybe they do, but I, it's never crossed my mind when I get food delivered. I'm like, oh, thank you. All my stuff is right here. A customer was waiting for their Uber Eats order, and they got the following message: "Hey, uh, sorry about that. I ate your food." <laughs> Through a text. <laughs> This is honest. The customer said she then received a message from Uber stating her food had been delivered and did she want to leave a tip. But she didn't get the food. She just got a message going, hey, sorry about that. I ate your food. The woman was a good sport about it. Quote, I found the whole thing funny. At least I know that the food was eaten. In the end, I got my food, so I wasn't upset. This has never happened to me before. I just assume. I tell you, one guy did the coolest thing. He shows up and he goes, hey, your food's in the trunk. I put all the food in the trunk because I don't want anybody to think I eat their food. And so he gets out of the car, oh, that's cool. pops the trunk, pulls the bag out, and hands it to me. Although I bet he had a little before he put it in there. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, that's an interesting way to do it. Hope you guys have a, a really good weekend. You know, Valentine's Day is Sunday. American Idol is Sunday night. So if you're around the house, be sure to check that out. Um, last year, Lunchbox went into local businesses and delivered random singing telegrams in person. So obviously it's COVID, and he's not able to do that. So he called a massage place. And just told the guy he had a secret admirer. Here's the call. Hi, this is from Massage. This is Jason Gibble, and I am from Cupid Shuffle, and we are singing telegrams. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, God. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yes, so I have been contacted by a very lovely lady, and she ha- is a secret admirer of yours, and she wanted to give you a singing telegram for Valentine's Day. <laughs> And this is okay. the this is the song she chose. <laughs> Near, far, wherever you are, I believe that my heart does go on. <laughs> he loves it. Are you gonna close it out for me? Hit it. Near, <laughs> far, wherever you are. And she says, she says, I've been going there for two years and I love the way your hands feel up and down my body. You are my dream guy. Sorry, this is just a little shocking. <laughs> is there anything you would like me to say to her? Are you open to dating? Would you like me to? I, I, I like to keep things pretty professional, but this is this is a pretty nice romantic gesture that kind of got me. I'm a little red in the face. I have to admit it. All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> He didn't even ask who it was either. Yeah, he didn't care. He was just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I love this. Old Dominion is hosting a crew appreciation sale, and they're giving all the proceeds from their merchandise sold on their website today to their road crew. So if you have ever thought about buying some Old Dominion merch, today's the day to do it. That's pretty cool. I may go look and... So yeah. a couple bucks. I know, me too. I'm sure they have some awesome stuff. And the website is weareolddominion.com. Cool. All right, what else? Okay, guys. Or maybe even girls. I have the top sexy slash romantic things you can do for your date or on Valentine's or Valentine's Day weekend. And it's simple things. Like, th- these things don't really cost you any money at all. And they're sexy. I need to write these down. <laughs> there's one thing I'm not. Well, there's a lot of things. But okay. really, I'm not sexy. Go, go ahead. Okay. Make them laugh really hard. Okay. Heck, man. <laughs> Go ahead. 
um, cooking dinner or grabbing takeout unexpectedly. But on Valentine's Day, it's expected, right? Or I said around a Valentine's weekend. Okay. Could be any day. Washing their car. Okay. A quick kiss. A bear hug when you see each other. Hold their hand while driving. A quick kiss. Like these are all like out of things, nowhere. Right? You may flush the toilet. <laughs> Listen, this is a big one. Use deodorant. <laughs> Blink. Yeah, these are all. Bobby. This Drink is a, a glass big of one. Water. Make a note of this. Putting phone down and paying total attention to them. Ooh, that's hard, Bones. It is hard. I don't do it. I don't do that well. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Try it this weekend, then. See, these are subtle turn-ons, though. Mm-hmm. Like if you do that, Caitlin's gonna be like. What we're seeing here is that effort. Yes. That's it. Put a bow around it. Boom. Effort. Mm. If, if you make an effort, it is looked at as a, a, a really strong gesture. That's what that is. I'll Remember throw that. out two more. All right, go ahead. Uh, opening a door and then snuggling during a movie. Most of that stuff I do on a Tuesday. Do y'all that. when y'all watch movies? Do you snuggle? Of course. Because I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> she snuggles with him. All right, what else? So this 90-year-old man put a $10,000 ad, well, actually, it was two ads, in the Wall Street Journal to tell the AT&T CEO about his slow internet service. 90 years old. I'm sure he has some savings, maybe. And the newspaper to him, that's where to go, baby. (laughs) Right. And so I guess he's been a customer of AT&T since the 1960s, and he's had it. He's he's up to here with it. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to put it on blast because nobody will listen to me. He spent his own so. money. He spent $10,000. You know his family who wanted that money in their wills? Like, Papa, what are you doing? We right. could use it. <laughs> Can somebody please control what he's doing? <laughs> but any I, word back from? No, not the, I mean, not that I know of yet. They haven't replied, but I'm sure he's going to get some sort of hookup from this. Yeah. And I just thought it was a funny way. It made me think of the time that you spent your hard-earned money on billboards mm-hmm. to promote you. <laughs> well, to anti-promote me. Yeah, that's true. To tell everybody that I was a loser. Mm-hmm. But then people went, why are people saying Bobby Bones is a loser? Mm-hmm. And she- you didn't tell any of us you did this. So for the longest time, we thought somebody else did it. Well, loose lips sink ships. Mm-hmm. And you guys have the loosest lips of all. Let's oh, be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have been telling your, your wives and husbands. And next thing you know, they're telling somebody at school. <laughs> so it was like, I'm locking it down. And then you put out your book, and there it was. There it was. I got to tell my own truth, though. Yeah, that's, that's what it was true. about. All right, what else? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this one-year-old little boy. He's got acute liver failure, and his mom wasn't able to donate part of her liver because she was pregnant with another child. The dad didn't wasn't a good match or something. Well, then the mom's brother stepped in, the uncle, and was like, hey, I'll see if I can do it. And he could. So saved his one-year-old nephew's life. But then the uncle says, you know what? This whole thing saved my life as well because he was feeling really down about a lot of different things in his life, wondering what in the world his purpose is and was just feeling really, really depressed. And this helped bring him out of that because it gave him meaning for life. And that was his purpose to donate to his nephew. Man. I know. Win-win. That's good for everybody. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the way in a few minutes, Ryan Hurd and Marin Morris will be in and they will perform their new duet right here on the stage. So pretty pumped about that. Over to Amy now for the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Where do toy stores keep their Arnold Schwarzenegger action figures? Where do toy stores keep their Arnold Schwarzenegger action figures? I'll be back. 
<laughs> I'll be back. I love it. <laughs> that was the morning corny. Morgan, do you get that? <laughs> I think it's the I'll be back, right? Okay. Right? She's, she's, yeah. she's way younger than us. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'll send it to you. Some, she'll post it on Instagram, and sometimes if it's a reference that maybe she doesn't get, I'll see it later on Instagram, not just like written out correctly at all. And so I'll just make sure that you get it. I'll be back. Yes. <laughs> just if you would have heard this joke on the radio, would you have laughed? Or are you too young for it? It would have taken a minute, but yes, I would have laughed. Okay. There We're you still go. good. There it is. The morning corny, everybody. Hey, let me bring this up real quick before Ryan and Marion come in. Because Ryan heard is super cool. Like he can pull off jewelry. Mm-hmm. He can pull off cool clothes. <laughs> but somebody here in this studio wants to try to pull something off and wear it every day. Just, just a quick little segment here. Eddie has come up to me and asked me if he could start wearing sunglasses every day in the studio. Why? That's dumb. Why is it dumb? Because it's dumb. dumb. I don't even get it. Guys, think of the coolest rock stars ever. Like, I saw Lenny Kravitz. He did a Super Bowl commercial. Dude's got his sunglasses all the time. He looks cool. Bono, he wears sunglasses. Bones, your hero, Howard Stern, on the radio, he wears sunglasses. I'm like, I feel like somebody on this show should look cool like that, and it could be me. Sunglasses. Well, here's the thing about Eddie. He's um, a dad of four... Been married for a long time. Yeah, 15 years. You're just very dad. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm still cool deep inside. You know what I mean? Like, like I have kids, a wife. Of course, I'm a family man, but deep inside, Bones, I'm a cool dude. No one sees you as the cool dude. I think you're a fun guy. Yeah, fun, cool. I think you're extremely nice. You made me laugh. I don't know that you're sunglasses inside guy. Really? Yeah. But yeah, aren't th- you what you create, You're Bones? absolutely right. I'm going to yeah. tell you what. Next week... All week long, come on! You can wear sunglasses. Come on! And then at the end of the week, we will vote as a show to see if you can continue wearing the sunglasses. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I love this. So every day, is it going to get annoying for you? Probably for you guys, not no. for me. Oh, you think because we're going to be so blown away by your coolness and yes. be like, "Dang, I wish I could wear that." And then you're going to be like, "Is Eddie looking at me? I can't tell. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who knows if I'm looking at you or not?" So every day next week, Eddie's going to wear sunglasses, and at the end of the week, we'll decide if you get to keep them. Thank you, Bones. Deal? This is amazing. Now you got to go find the right glasses. Oh, yeah. I'm going to find some cool ones. Okay. Two things coming up. The love poems these guys wrote for their wives. Eddie, Raymundo, and Lunchbox all wrote poems that will be reading them today. Valentine's Day is Sunday. Very excited about this. Yeah, yeah, us too. Hope it doesn't get too steamy. (laughs) Uh, That's coming up. Uh, also, Ryan Hurd and Marin Morris, they're in the green room right now, so they'll be in just a second, too. So, okay, the question is, after they talk to thousands of wine drinkers, at what age do Americans start to love wine? They call it wine awakening. What do you think about that? Amy, what age did you start to love wine? When I became a mom. 30. Like, you, the taste of it? I mean, I guess I would say I was in my 30s, because in my 20s, I felt like I drank maybe light beers that had flavor and stuff, but really like wine, wine, 30s. Eddie? Oh, uh, just last year, 40 years old. I love wine. And the first time I tried it, I did not like the smell of it. I was like, oh, this is gross. Who drinks this? Man, I got a bottle and I loved it. And ever since then, I I, I have a bottle of wine in my house like every... Always. I thought you were gonna say every night. Yeah, no, 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 like, no, no, okay, no, 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 not a bottle. Like it's there always, and I will drink wine all the time now. So Amy had her wine awakening at thirty. Mm-hmm. Eddie had his at 40. forty. I have not had wine yet. Maybe one day I will. Lunchbox, do you drink wine? No, don't like wine. I don't get it. My wife loves it, and I think you start liking it at twenty-eight when you get a real job and you start having little social events for work and you start drinking wine. 
Morgan, how old are you, Morgan? I'm 27. Do you like wine? I do. I didn't like it until after college, though, so I will say it took... I was probably about 23 when I started actually liking wine. Wine awakening happens on average at 29 years old. So, and and is wine the most expensive of the alcohols? Could I be. I mean, depends. Can you tell a great wine? Yes. Oh, you can? Yes. No. I cannot. I have taste tested $2 wine versus $25 wine, and I get it wrong. If we bring in the wines, Eddie. Yeah. Because I, I, this segment's been done before, but not in the way I'd like to do it. If we bring in the wines... And you taste, and you have to name the more expensive one. And we miss it. We get to wax a part of your body. Wax a part of my body for everyone that you miss. Love it. Love this. Uh, hold because on. Hold he on. talks like he knows, and I guarantee he'll miss it. Yeah. No, no, Ooh, no. Wax his head. I what do know. I'm not going to wax his head. Oh, my <laughs> head. Why, do you, why does Lunchbox always go for Eddie's balding? I don't know, man. And it's funny to show it. If you're so sure of it, I'm so sure of it. Every we'll, we'll, we'll do a square. The squares aren't that big. Whoa, that's a, a big square. A, a waxing square. And every time you miss one, we put it on you and rip off hair. Where are you going to do that? On, on your my bo- body. On Ab- your body. Above the waist and below the top of the thigh. <laughs> okay. Do you agree Deal. to that? I agree to it. And then you can keep all the wine that we bring in here. Are you really? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Let's okay. go. We'll do that next week. The Friday Morning Conversation with Marin Morris and Ryan Hurd. Hello, friends. Ryan, your last song I felt was extremely underserved. Did you know that? I appreciate you saying that. I feel like you have so many hits, and I think this next song you're, that you're about to play for us is is the the, the one that does it. Well, I, I appreciate that a lot. You've always been, I mean, my first song I ever released was called We Do Us. It was like three or four years ago, and you were very supportive of that, and I, I love every other memory, and it's just really hard to promote a song when you can't go promote it, you know? And so I... I I really do. I haven't even played that song live. It's kind of odd to like have a single that you didn't even get to, to, to play out, but I'm really proud of it. And I'm really, I don't know. I think making country music in Nashville is its own, it's its own reward. And it's like the work. I mean, I think you feel the same way. The work is its own reward. So, uh, getting to make country music in Nashville and also make music with Marin this year is, is kind of the two things that I am really, really proud of and excited of. So hopefully this song is, is exactly what you just said. I feel too a bit, and you could tell me if you feel differently, that this song is basically after you have argued with the umpire when you were right on the last call. <laughs> Meaning everybody, knew, everybody knows they messed up. The ump knows he messed up. He's going to make it up to you this call regardless. You know what, man? I... I am really blessed to get to do what I do, and uh, I've I've gotten to do everything in country music. I've gotten to go to every award show with Marin. I've gotten to write hits for other people and see you know my name at the top of the charts as a writer. And so I have nothing to complain about. And um, honestly, just the fact that we get to work together this year is is just a massive. For, I don't. I think we always imagine we'd do it someday. It's kind of it feels strange that it's here now. So I'm I'm just really excited about. All of it. Everything I get to do, I think, at this point is a blessing. Also, Marin Morris is here. Hi, Marin. Hey. Good to see you as well. You too. Happy but New Year. Happy. Did we still say in February, Happy New Year? <laughs> yeah. You know, I got into this yesterday. I just heard myself like do a Larry David thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't seen you since the New Year, so. Yeah. That, it's well, been a while. Happy New Year to you guys. Yes. We should say it all. Every time this year we see each other, <laughs> it may be September, dang it. I'm going to go, hey, Happy New Year, guys. Happy not 2020. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. Instead of talking more, I think our audience would like to hear the new song played, and then I have a bunch of questions about it, obviously. But Marin Morris is here with Ryan Hurd. Now, Ryan, 
this song here, like, what was was it always going to be a duet, and was it always going to be Marin? This is a really long story on this song. We we did not write this song. Um, our friends Brinley and Jerry Flowers wrote this song. Jerry plays bass guitar for Keith Urban, uh, and Great it's a songwriter. Incredible. Both of them are incredible writers, and uh, we. I mean, this song has been, I think every single artist in town has heard this song and held it. And we were just lucky enough to get an opportunity to record it very, a, a lot of times to get it right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's odd to, to be a songwriter in Nashville and not, not sing a song that you wrote, but we're really proud of it. And, and, um, what do you have to add? Well, was it when you heard it the first time, was it written as a duet? It was not. Okay. And we turned it into a duet. There's a version of Marin that Marin has written on that we ended up like going back, like kind of taking a step back from. And, and it's had a lot of versions. And it's actually like the demo of this song is really kind of famous on Music Row and in, in is like writing circles. And so I feel really, really blessed that it fell to me and to us to get an opportunity to to put it out because it is such a special song. All right, here we go. Ryan Hurd with Marin Morris. Here is Chasing After You. You come over when your wine's all gone Always catch me when I'm not that strong And then you wind up staying all night long Ain't nothing new And then I'll wake up with you on my chest You got a way of making me forget The girl with you, the answer's always yes Every time you call but I know, yeah, I know it's a matter of time Till you walk, till you walk back out of my life Leave me standing here lonely, feeling like a fool mm-hmm. Every time, every time you say we're done You come back to the love you were running from Don't know why, don't know why I let you, but I do Guess I love chasing after you I love chasing after you Come on, yes. that's awesome guys Ryan Hurd, Marin Morris, that is chasing after you. Ryan Hurd and Marin Morris are here. Got a new song called Chasing After You, which is uh, just fantastic. Congratulations on another great song, Ryan. Thank you. Great. I saw, too, that you guys watched all seven seasons of West Wing. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Did you watch them, too, Ryan? Or just oh, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. They- See, seems like a lot of time dedicated to a show that went away a long time ago. <laughs> It's yeah. one of those things where, like, you've heard about this show for your entire life, but I was, you know, a kid when it came out, so it probably would have been pretty boring for an 11-year-old, you know? So I, we watched the first episode and just absolutely loved it and kept going. It, and you still thought it was good after it was over? Like, you, you felt like today it was still good? It still holds up, absolutely. The cast is great, and you see so many cameos throughout the seven seasons of people that are now famous, and it was their first part. And um, 
it started in 1999, so it's really funny to watch the first season, and it looks so dated. And um, but it's so smart. I love Aaron Sorkin, the writer. He wrote like The Social Network and uh, this show, and so um, it's just really, really smart. And I love the. I love the score. It sounds like a Disney Channel original movie score <laughs> going along with this like really political dialogue. But um, no, it's just it, it warms my heart. It's one of those shows where you're like, I feel way better after watching that. I don't know if it's something we would have watched if we weren't at home all year. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Well, I want to acknowledge the accomplishment that something like that is because I tried West Wing once and I, seven seasons, but some 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 seasons are six, seven episodes, right? West Wing is 22 episodes a season. per season, which is 156 episodes total. So that's, yeah, that y'all should feel really good about that. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Guys, there it is. Wow. Yeah, a lot of hours we wasted. Did it. It's yeah. not wasted because it is a good show. It is a yeah. great show, but no, I mean, it was a lot of episodes per season and it, <laughs> yeah. it came out at a time when like there was no TiVo. So I was looking and I think like the most viewers they had in one of their episodes for the first or second season season was like 20 million people which is like who watches the grammys now but this was back when you know you couldn't record stuff you had to watch it like as it was airing but it's so good yeah we started it over it was so good you started it over oh yeah the yeah. only show i can watch wow. over and over again is the office and i watch it every night before i go to bed but i think that because i have some sort of comfortability with it and i can go to sleep not wonder there are only two shows my whole life i've been able to do that too the honeymooners because i've seen do you know what that is like the I've old, old it. show? Yeah, like Jackie <laughs> yeah. Gleason from like the 60s. Because okay. I knew every episode. I watched it with my grandma. And it then, is comforting. Then The Office. Because I go to sleep knowing what's going to happen. I'm not all butt puckered going, I wonder what's going to happen to Jim. <laughs> No? Yeah, but you also like your favorite episode of Scott's Tots. Love last. Scott. That's yeah, the best. That's, if you're talking about butt pucker, I can't. I, I <laughs> Ryan can't, uh, can't even watch the first scene of that episode. I, can't, I get. I like get anxiety. And I, I love I'm like cringing. looking for the one time. I the the television got stuck on Scott, Scott's Tots, and I, <laughs> he was having a meltdown. I can't even speak about it. It's so it's so cringy. For those that don't know, it's an episode of The Office where Michael promises these kids <laughs> when they're. You know, their first or second year in school, they're going to send them all to college. And then he goes back to go, I can't afford it now. But, like, in real life, if that happened, that's, like, a legal case, correct? I mean, it has, like, it's... <laughs> like, fraud. It has to be something that's, like... Yeah. He ends up buying their books or something. It's like, dude, you... Well, batteries for the class. Yeah. And then the one I'll get your calculator like, batteries for their computer or whatever. Yeah. And but what I loved about it in the beginning is he he really felt like he he could take about it would take him sixteen years to be this millionaire that he envisioned. Yeah, he thought he, he was gonna be rich. Get there. He had good intentions. Right. Yeah, Ryan's gonna like throw He's out. already looking anxious. <laughs> I don't know why it bothers me so much because the whole show is like based on that cringe factor in like social situations and 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 uh well, doesn't someone in that episode say, like, Michael, this is the worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> it's the worst thing it's... anyone's ever done. Have you yeah. guys met any of the actors from The Office? I uh, did a radio. I got to ask Brian a question on the radio once. That's cool. It was cool. I, I, I met question. I Meredith. Starstruck. Who right. she, yeah, and she was fantastic. The, yeah. Like the nicest. And she was like, I'll do whatever you want. Talk about whatever you want. She was super nice. Have you met any of them? I haven't, no. But I did buy a cameo from someone from the West Wing for Ryan for Christmas. Oh, you did? oh yeah, from Richard Schiff. It was awesome. Toby. And, from Toby. Yeah. And what do you have him say to Ryan in the cameo? Uh, she called. He called me a, uh, or she told him I was a lovable curmudgeon. <laughs> like I, Toby. Like Toby. And he said, I don't know if that's something to aspire to, but. Yeah, he's like, you should probably cut that out. People find it <laughs> annoying. 
it was fun though. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it was one of those fun things to get for Christmas. It's yeah. hard to, I, I think we're getting to the point where it's like, we know each other so well that like it, the fun part is finding like special things <laughs> that aren't like, have nothing to do with money that, that you can do for the other person for holidays and stuff. And that was like definitely the best Christmas present. Yeah. Well, it wasn't free, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Ryan Hurd and Marin Morris are here. Ryan's got a new song called Chasing After You, which I hope all you guys check out. I'm going to leave you with this final question. I'm getting married in July for the first time. What is your advice to me about marriage? Marriage or the wedding? <laughs> well, you can do I was asking about marriage, like the whole big picture, but I'll take a piece of each. Okay. First, the wedding. Don't worry about food. So much, like make sure everybody's taken care of, but nobody remembers what they ate at your wedding. That's, I think people stress out about that too much. Um, worry about the, the important stuff. Get the words right. Uh, and find each other throughout the night. Like yeah, we were, important. we like employed our relatives, like our close, you know, siblings to be like, hey, we're going to be talking to a lot of people. Please make sure that we find each other throughout the night because, um, yeah, you, you're talking to everyone, you forget to eat, you're just like drinking on an empty stomach and you like realize I haven't seen my new husband in half an hour. So that was like really important for us. Marriage? I mean, we've been married three years. I don't know how wise we are with this, but um, I would just say, you know, especially being in the industry, it is helpful having someone that like going in just gets what you do. Um and never kind of makes you feel like you're having to choose between the two. Um, and yeah, I mean, our, in our first year of marriage, like I was touring so much like internationally too. Like I was in South America and we were, you were like really having to fly to come to see me. And that was like a whole blur the first year, but we exhausting, (laughs) but it was worth it. Yeah. Just making time for each other. And, um, yeah, I, I, you go ahead. I think that the biggest thing that we did was making sure that no matter what happened every day that I could like, we would talk on the phone, even if we weren't in the same spot, like having that like 10 minutes a day to like make sure that you're hearing each other's voice is really important. So um, honestly, I what we do is not, I, people travel for work, right? I mean, I, I try to simplify it as best as possible, but I mean, we've had to learn how to really make sure to like prioritize now with a kid, like our family first and then the work stuff comes and it has to fit into that part of our life too. So we, I don't know. I think it's always a dance that you're doing, but, but we're, I think the more you communicate, the easier it is to have really fun jobs that take you all over the place. And, and you travel for work a lot too. And I think that, man, it's going to be really cool because she, she gets it and she's a part of it. And, and, uh, yeah, we're we're excited for you. You guys are gonna have a great a great wedding. Throw a party for yourself. Well, should we cut a duet <laughs> together? That's what I'm wanting. After hearing today, should is that what we should do? Well, it took us instead of your vows. <laughs> we've been together for five years, so it took us five years to do it. So yeah, this is our first time really, really doing a duet together. We've worked together a lot, though. We've written, obviously, met writing songs, and we've we've sung on each other's projects just in the background, and like not really taking up too much oxygen. But it's this is fun. It's yeah. fun to get to do this for the first time, just like both of our names on it. And did you guys do your own vows? We did, yeah. We I, ha- I told Caitlin I'm going to rap mine. She didn't think that was funny. Do you? Yeah, Were you kidding? You, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was. You should rap half of them. Yeah. How, when did you write yours as compared to your wedding day? I think we wrote it the week of. We went to a bar. And <laughs> Who's we? You and, you and me and her. 
Oh, we separately sat, though. Yeah. No, we sat at the same table and like we're sitting this far, and she was on her laptop, and I was writing on my like <laughs> notepad. Yeah. We wrote our vows in a bar. Yeah. Together, but you didn't see them. Right. Yeah. But yeah. we did, we revealed the day of. But. Yeah. Do you struggle saying them? Do you cry? Um, I tried to do a mix of like really sentimental and obviously promising him all of these things that I will like do for him throughout our life together. But also, you know, I wanted to add some levity to it as well. So I I said like, I'll put up with you constantly watching sports every season ends and then it's the next sports season. I will put up with that and you put up with me um, relentlessly watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) And yeah. you somehow knowing people's names and their I know business. Them all now. Yeah. <laughs> well, our, listen. Our uh, officiant <laughs> was our a, best friend, which yeah, helped. She had kind a, of like a, smooth it out. A bit of a slip, and and she she was really really nervous, and she's she's actually said in thickness and in health, which was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, she goes, Ryan, do you take Marin in thickness and in health? <laughs> and we were like, uh, yeah, still holds up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it still works. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan Heard, Marin Morris. The new song is "Chasing After You." They did it together. It's a great song. So uh, good. Love you both. Thanks. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you. Good and to see y'all. Hey, shout out, shout out your producer slash. This guitar is my player. guitar player and producer Teddy, and uh, he produced this with my friend Aaron, who I grew up with. And we're, uh, yeah, Teddy actually does an office quote before every show in our little uh, get together. So uh, all office everywhere. But Teddy, yeah. great Congrats, job, buddy. buddy. All right, yeah. there they are. Woo-hoo. Ryan Hurt, Mary Morris. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thank y'all. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Sadie, the German Shepherd, was adopted by her owner, Brian, a few months ago, which saved her, and she's already returned the favor by saving him. The six-year-old dog is being called a hero for her actions when he had a medical emergency at their home. He collapsed after suffering a stroke, and Sadie wouldn't leave his side. The Animal Refuge reports that she also dragged him across the room to his phone so he could call for help, and she continued to lick his face to keep him awake. If they don't make a movie mm-hmm. out of this... That sounds like a good one. I mean, I don't know what the whole pre-story is going to be, but surely we can do some... <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. You can make it up. Hollywood this up, baby. <laughs> the Animal Rescue says that Brian felt a special bond with Sadie, even though he was known to be especially nervous with men. She was the dog. That dog dragged him across the room and licked his face. Unbelievable. That's legit. My dog will like check my pockets for treats and <laughs> nope. All right, on to the next. Come on, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> Valentine's Day is Sunday. The guys all had to write an original romantic poem to their wives. It had to be 12 lines or so. You couldn't do four lines. So they're going to read their poems and we will crown the most romantic poem of 2021. Would you like to hear mine I wrote though? Because I didn't want to... You know, make you guys do something and me not do it too. Oh yeah, man, I'm worried you're going to make us look, us look bad. bad. No, I go just, ahead, it's, just it's kind of dopey. It's just kind of funny. Okay. All right. I didn't want to steal the show and be way too emotional. But you're not in the competition. No, not at okay. all. Because he'll win it. Because he'd win. No, that's not true. I wrote a poem for my fiance, Caitlin. My love life was in a coma. Beep, beep. Then came a girl from Oklahoma. Oh, so good. You are the <laughs> smartest, kindest, and most funny, and makes delicious food for my tummy. I didn't think that I was capable of love, but I look up, you're the gift that came from above. Then like the Grinch, my heart grew three sizes. I no longer have to wear all my disguises. I truly thought I was broken until the three little words that I've never spoken. I love you and our little family. You, me, Ella, and Stan and Malie. 
<laughs> he struggled on that one. Uh, uh, no rhyme on that one. Now growing old doesn't seem so scary. I can't wait till the day. Yeah. Till we get married. Yeah. Thank you. Very much. Oh, so Thank you. I'm really proud of the Stanimali. Yeah, yeah. Rhyme. You really worked hard on that <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. I have a number written down. One to one hundred. Pick a number, Lunchbox. 50. Eddie? 69. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's what you picked. Uh, Ray? Uh, let's go 49. Okay, the number is 33. Oh. Yeah! So oh, wow. we will go Eddie, then Lunchbox, then Ray. Yeah! In that order. Ray was the closest. Lunchbox <sighs> okay. Eddie, you first? Yeah, I'm ready. What would you like to say about the poem you wrote for your wife? Tell us about your relationship before you do this. Oh, well, our relationship, we've been married for 15 years, so we've got a lot of love, a lot of history, and uh, I just feel like this is the time and the year to wrap it all up in one poem. Oh, oh I think about wrap it all up. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Guys. Well, that's what I thought, too, so, when you so, said that. So this poem is called I Love You, and I'm serious, guys. I wasn't trying to be funny with this one. This is a true love poem. Okay. That's the whole title? I Love You. All right, here we go. I love you. I love you. I love your eyes so blue. I love your blonde hair. Just can't wait to grow old with you and talk in a rocking chair. We'll talk about this crazy life we're living. Four kids always running, yelling, never chilling. But today is just about us too and how much I love you. I'll make you dinner, drink some wine. I'll ask you if you'd be mine. And when the kids ask us to play, we'll say, shh, leave us alone. It's Valentine's Day. Ah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Woo! Okay. I think she's going to like that one. I told her not to listen on purpose. Eddie's first. Great job. Thank you, thank you. The judges of me, Scuba, Steve, and Amy are, are thinking it over. Boys. Oh, man. I mean, I'll tell you, one judge Make turned away and did, like, whoa, that wasn't very well, good. Well, at first I was... I, I was <laughs> but then it came back, like, right? At first he was like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, some songs say the same thing over and over again. Yeah. If it meant, meant to be, be it'll be. be. Yeah. That was your example? Yes. <laughs> Me too. Hey, I was just worried for a second. That's you a came great, around. It's a great song. I yeah. just looked it up. There are seven words in that song. The whole song. See? It's a great song. Just Thank like, you, Just Bones. like your poem. Next up, Lunchbox. Yeah. All right. We've been married five five years, I think. Yeah, five years. I think. We got two great kids. And we, uh, you know, we still got love and steam in that relationship. And so this one's a steamy one, guys. All right. And it's called My Girl. <laughs> How did I end up with such a cutie? Girl, I can't stop staring at that booty. Our first kiss was playing darts. Now you get a lifetime of my farts. You're the bat to my ball. Remember when we did it in the bathroom stall? I like the way you shimmy and shake. I love how we make the neighborhood think there was just an earthquake. What? It's great to see you cooking meals. Sometimes I sneak in there just to cop a feel. A lot of girls dig my chili, but don't you worry. You're the only one that sees my willy. What? Is that it? Um, wait, wait, I got one more line. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got one more line. It gets worse. <laughs> when I watch you get undressed, oh my gosh. it's hard to keep something suppressed. Okay. <laughs> okay. This turned into like Cinemax. <laughs> what? what just happened? 
it went from like NBC oh, nine o'clock to Cinemax real quick. I gotta say that Chili Willy rhyme was pretty good. <laughs> oh, this I'm is entertained be so and hard. grossed out at the same time. I know. What? I want to vomit, oh, but I think she'll like pretty it. Pretty good, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Pretty good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Chili and Willie. Yeah, that was a good rhyme, man. Yeah, that's straight Robert Frost style, I guess. <laughs> Ray, I'm sorry you have to follow that. Oh. But uh, Ray Mundo, our audio producer, tell us about your relationship. Uh, dated for seven years, longtime daters, finally got married, and now we're freshly wed for three months. Okay, Ray Mundo, uh, your poem, have at it. And very serious tone here. Uh, it's tough to follow lunch, but here we go. It's called My Happy Place. When I first moved to town, I hated it. I kind of wanted to move back to Texas. I debated it. (laughs) About a year later, I finally felt like I belong. Me, Bay, Pablo could do no wrong. Bay, you changed my life when you introduced me to your Nashville friends. All those legit times cruising around in someone else's bends. When I think of how I found happiness, it starts and ends with you. A cozy house, a sweet text, and dinner as good as cordon blue. <laughs> now we're a married couple living in the country and going to fairs. Just you, me, forever at Cracker Barrel, chilling on those rocking chairs. <laughs> the point of this poem is to say I love you, Bay, in upper case. Happy Valentine's Day. And thanks for helping me find my happy place. Hey! Dang, it came around strong hey! at the end. Good, the rocking chair yeah! got me. What? I said rocking chair too. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, we have uh, three contenders here. This is so hard. Write your answer. To, oh, just text it to me. If you guys don't mind, just text, <laughs> text to me your winner. T- text it in order. One, two, and three. Number one is the, the winner. winner. Yeah. Let me just say, fine job by all three of you. you yeah, each, oh, they were you each played to your strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you each played to your strengths. <laughs> I, I still, compete with Chili Willie. I, I, did, I still, yeah. Like, I'm confused with that. <laughs> how I feel. Hey, okay. It's called love, man. Thank it happens. You. I, I got know. Scuba Steve's results. Uh, mine are coming. Hmm. Here are. Close. Here are Amy's. Wow. Wow, what's the wow for? Just she, she picked me? No, first no, of all, Eddie, yeah. in third place was Eddie. For sure. Well, Everybody I mean, picked we all Eddie. Wow. Listen, listen, I'm not going to say who picked who, don't worry. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all were great. Thank you. You did You did a wonderful job. Thank you. We loved how you used I love you 63 times. Just, that <laughs> just, was, that just, was great. just three. Yeah. I had to fill up a lot but of But you lines. led with it, though. Right, right that's times. the poem. That's the name of the, the I poem. I get it. I get it. I love you. But you did a great job. Thank you. But you're in third place. Cool. Let me say this. In first place, because everybody had Eddie in third, we have one vote lunchbox, one vote Ray. Oh. Do what? Only oh, one and one. Yeah. I'm the outer vote. Oh, come on, dude. I mean, you the laughter and the enjoyment you got from my poem called My Girl was by far and away better than Ray's. I mean, Ray's got sentimental and sweet at the end. But there was stuff that he just lied about. Oh, in the country. They don't even live in the country. They have an apartment on the west side. I think he was talking That's about poetry, in the future. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can say whatever. I'm just saying, I mean, come on. 
Ray, he's knocking you. Is there anything you want to say before we crown the champion? I agree with him. I did have to do fairs in there. We haven't been to a fair in a couple years, but <laughs> it just rhymed right. But he is correct. Well, I mean, I doubt Lunchbox has gone to cop a feel while she's cooking. Or has, uh, you, your has husband doesn't do that? The bathroom stall. <laughs> oh, yeah, good one. Not, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that part. Ew. And girls, you think girls want your chili? Oh, they do want my chili. Do we believe that's true? No. What even is that? Stop um, it. It's just like they like him. They want. We'll just say that. Okay. Okay, the winner of Love Poem 2021. Let's go. Let's go. Lunchbox! Yeah! 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 Woo! Yes! I tell you, I wrote this from the heart. So to my girl, oh my gosh, you're such a cutie, and I can't wait to see that booty. You want me to reread it? No, no. No, we're good. Well, I was going to ask you if there's anything you wanted to say, but you just said it. I mean, I would like to say, listen, to all my English teachers out there, Miss Jordan, seventh grade, yeah, what up? Okay. Yeah. What a, what all of them, yeah. and he lists one. It's Friday. Let's play another round of easy trivia. That's right, friends. Morgan, number two, with a huge win last week. She is our defending champion. First time she had ever won easy trivia. So before we get started here, let's celebrate her one more yeah, time. Yeah, 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 good job. Thank you. Because they were hating on you pretty bad during the they, game. They, they, Eddie, not me. Eddie, I just Eddie. predicted that she wouldn't win. My yeah. bad. <laughs> Remember, this is the sound you don't want to hear. You've been boned. If I bone you, that means you're oh out of here. Oh, my goodness. Nobody leaves the first round, so don't miss the first question. Easy trivia. Amy, who invented... The electric light bulb. What? Oh, boy. Who sounds, invented the light bulb? Like a round three. Uh, Thomas Edison. Right, good. Thanks. It was actually a question last week, too, I think. No, that was Alexandra Graham Bell. Oh, phone? phone? We did yeah. phone? Okay. Uh, lunchbox. What is the red hot stuff that comes out of a volcano? Oh, that's lava. Correct. What, what were you lava? I was going to say, floor is lava. Uh, Eddie. <laughs> Come on. Precipitation that falls in the form of balls of ice is what? <laughs> this is a round three, Amy. What? Uh, hail? Yeah. What are the two holes in your nose called, Morgan? Nostrils. Correct. You're all on to the second all round. Right, thank yeah. goodness. But the thing about the second round is you could hear this sound. You've been boned. You don't uh, want to hear that, okay? Amy, how many legs does a spider have? Eight. Correct. Shout out, entomology, junior year of college. Lunchbox, what's the world's fastest land animal? Yeah, uh, the one time... Uh, uh, Just uh, answer. That's uh, cheetah. <laughs> Cheetah's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, what season do animals hibernate and eat all the food they had stored up? The winter. Correct. Morgan, ten round number two. When a kidney is taken from one person and put into another person's body, it's called a... Transplant? Correct. Round three we go! Easy trivia. Amy, what's the name of a picture that shows the bones inside of your body? X-ray. Correct. Lunchbox, you love money, don't you? I love money. What president is on the penny? Excuse me? What president is on the penny? You pick them up all the time. I pick them up all the time. Just say it. You know... (laughs) No, I'm, 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 I, I'm trying to picture a penny, guys. I'm Here we look- go. They're copper. What president is on the penny? I mean, I guess 
George Washington? <laughs> oh, yes, he does. Incorrect. I guess he doesn't know. Well, I'm mad. Yeah. He doesn't know. You've been booed. Sorry, I just boned you. No, no, see, okay, can you guys be quiet during my questions? Because you rush me, and then I say something that's Lunchbox. wrong. Lunchbox, well, you got boned. L- let me just say this. I just boned you, but let me come back for a second. You often play possum with your questions. Where no, you they do like, too. They do the same. No, we don't. Oh, oh, how many legs does a spider have? Amy took twenty seconds earlier. She was counting. Yes, I was thinking an ant has six. It's not a spider. Oh, come so on. A clearly, Abraham Lincoln is on the penny. I thought that was an easy question. Yeah, yeah. that's I round one. Morgan, would you have known that? No, I wouldn't have. Thank you. Uh, honesty. What? What is? What? What? Oh, you uh, got, I'll just be honest. Knows everybody's <laughs> question they get wrong. Sorry, I'll go back to banking school. I, hey, my accountant school. Banking my, school. I, I you think you have to go to banking school to learn Abraham Lincoln's on the penny? Yeah. <laughs> that's the first day of school. Oh, man. That's, yeah, that's like kindergarten school. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Lunchbox, you... Just, uh, no, look, I've already been... We don't been need to go so back there. We should uh, remind people. You've been boned. You've been boned. Sorry, we won't rush you next time. Thank I, you. I really thought you I were really sandbagging. I really had no idea. We just, we just were so anxious to get you boned, apparently. All right, Eddie, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. In what city would you find the Gateway Arch? Oh, St. Louis. Correct. Morgan, what's a hole in your tooth called? Uh, oh, mm, a cavity? Correct. Okay. Let's go to round four. Amy, what color is the middle stripe on the Mexican flag? What? Well, talk it out. I feel like it goes red, white, green, or green, white, red. What's so the middle one's white. Correct. Nice. Okay. Good one, Amy. Wow. That was good. Thanks. Eddie, what famous painter cut off a part of his ear? That's Van Gogh. It's a tough one. Good one. Morgan, a hot ball of light that appears tiny in the night sky is called what? A star? Correct. Wow. Easy trivia. Three people remain. Amy, what's the smallest ocean in the world? Gosh. Yeah, it's tough. It's getting tough now, guys. Indian... Maybe or Arctic? Is that an ocean? I don't know, guys. Sorry, lunchbox. <laughs> this is hard. I don't know this, so I'm just gonna go with Indian. The answer is Arctic. Oh shoot! Oh, oh, man. I would have guessed Indian. Me, oh, mm, dang it! Sorry, Amy. You've been boned. Of course, it was Arctic. Eddie, what state? Uh is the biggest in land area in the United States. That would be California. Yeah. No, no, boned. No. Boned. Don't, don't jump on that trigger, boned. Ray. Boned. Bone him. Alaska. Yes. You've been boned. You've been boned, too. Like wow, that. if Morgan gets boned, too, am I back in? Yes. If Morgan gets boned, it's like bone fest, man. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. If Morgan gets boned, we'll go to speed round. What? Morgan, are you ready? No, but yes. What is the smallest breed of dog? The smallest breed of dog. When there's chihuahuas, there's Yorkies, there's... You're looking for like a specific one, right? Like a specific breed? No, just a dog. What's the smallest <laughs> breed dog. of dog? <laughs> Don't say puppy. Newborn. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, chihuahua. Is that your answer? If you're right, you win two times in a row. Woo! These, these haters never believed in you. I believe in you. Yeah, that's my answer. Your answer is Chihuahua. Yeah. That is correct. Oh! Yes! 
Yes. <laughs> she is on a two-game winning streak. And even when you told her she wouldn't get away, <laughs> yeah, that, did she beat you twice? That now? was last week. Yes, I'll Hilarious. never say that again. What about a pocket nice puggle? Nice win. What? what are you talking about, Amy? <laughs> a pocket puggle. You're I mixing used... things now. No. It's what about like a... a Furby? <laughs> <laughs> Amy, what's up this weekend? I'm taking a little family trip. We'll get back on Sunday. What oh, about yeah. you? Uh, we are shooting Breaking Bobby Bones, but here in Nashville. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Finally, you don't get you have to travel. Weird. I'm mm-hmm. leaving. You're not. I know. <laughs> With a guy who traps wild animals, or like when people call him to their house, like, hey, we got a. It could be a skunk or it could be a big, uh, some sort of cat. It doesn't, Ooh, they don't know. Who, who knows? It could be. Wow. But that's what we're doing. That's so, cool. That's what I'm doing. If I get bit by an animal. You're not going to get bit by a snake. It's cold outside. We could get, we could get trap, trap snakes. It'd be warm and like cross spaces. <laughs> okay. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, doing that. You guys hope you have a great weekend. Next week on the show, we have uh, Travis Denning coming by. Yeah. We have Edwin McCain. I'll be your crying shoulder. He's going to play here on the show. Uh, should be good. So see you then. Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody. Hanging out with the Bobby Bone Show.